It's game on in Ohio, and what I mean by that is pro-abortion advocates have collected 700,000 signatures to submit to the Secretary of State to get an abortion amendment on the ballot in November. They need 418,000 valid signatures, so we'll see in the coming weeks whether it gets on the ballot. We'll be talking about that today here on the program. Also, we're going to be uh, showing a little clip that uh, uses satire and uh, irony and a little mocking to make a pro-life argument. So we'll be talking about that as well. And uh, we're going to be having a few clips from TikTok. That is pro-aborts of TikTok. And I will have some reactions. So stick around. You're listening to The Mark Harrington Show. Well, friends, uh, the Mark Harrington Show can be uh, picked up on all the popular podcasting platforms. Also, uh, you can follow me on social media, meaning Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all of those platforms. And you can find out by uh, more about the program by going to our flag flagship website at markharrington.org. So, friends, we're going to be covering a couple things today. The first is I'm going to play this clip by live action uh, that uses satire. Now, this is uh, becoming more common, I guess, in the uh, attempt to to shed light on what abortion is and does. And that is uh, mocking, if you want to call it irony, this type of thing, humor. Uh, And, you know, a lot of people would say, well, you know, that's probably a bad idea. We're talking about abortion. It's a very serious topic. And maybe using this type of method isn't appropriate. Well, I don't know. Let's talk about it. Uh, So what I want to do, I'm going to play a little bit of this clip. This is from Live Action. Uh, Actually, Live Action has done several uh, satire clips recently. And, you know, satire can be useful in drawing out the, uh, the, you know, just the absolute craziness of the uh, pro-abortion position, or for that matter, any position. So we're going to play this clip. This is a clip about the overturning of Roe versus Way and how that has supposedly affected uh, people's sex lives. So go ahead and play the clip. It's been one whole year since Roe v. Wade was overturned. Which means they've been making abortion illegal all over the place. So these are dark times. These are dark times. Dark times. Dark times. Un tiempo muy oscuro. Because now, now that Roe v. Wade is overturned, a woman can get pregnant just from having sex. I'm not seriously considering going down the dangerous path of abstinence until marriage. I find myself in this really bizarre state where I'm asking guys about things like their values and trustworthiness before sleeping with them. Before a girl will have sex with me now, she's asking me all these dumb questions like, do you love me? And what happens if I get pregnant? And do you have a job? (laughs) I don't know. Abortion being illegal where I live has definitely raised the bar for which men I'll date and have sex with. And that's a terrible thing. It used to be that if I got a girl pregnant, I would just force her to get an abortion. And I can't do that anymore. And that's awful. I can't tell you how many first dates I've had in the last year where no sex happens. All we do is talk about who we are and get to know each other. Ladies, if you haven't done it already, you need to get an IUD. This will make your uterus a toxic and hostile environment like it's supposed to be. It's like now sex is such a bigger deal. It's not just about me using someone else's body to get myself off. 
It's like the government is making me responsible for a bunch of stuff I shouldn't be responsible for, like my sex life and my children. Why would I ever want to bring a child into a world like this? A world in which it's illegal to kill children. I live in constant right, fear of a go baby. Ahead, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Friends, you can pick that video up on Live Action's YouTube page or Twitter or Instagram. It's it's on all their platforms. And um, I think it makes a good point. And I, I'll comment on the uh, satirical aspect of it here in a minute. It obviously makes a good point, and that is that uh, people have used abortion and still do today as a backup to traditional forms of birth control, like the, the uh, you know, birth control pill or, uh, you know, condoms, this type of thing. And so in the Griswold versus Connecticut decision in 1965 that legalized uh, uh, birth control, what happened in that ruling, basically, and the, the proliferation of birth control across America from there forward, is it separated procreation, that is the, the uh, act of, of, of making children, creating children, which God has given us that awesome opportunity to do, uh, separated procreation from the act of sex, of sexual intercourse. And then sex just became primarily a form of entertainment. And that's really what we've seen now for over 60 years since 1965. And then 1973, Roe v. Wade was handed down and then abortion became a form of birth control. And it's like I say, it's separated procreation from sex, separated procreation from marriage, too. So marriage is not necessary. The cover of marriage kind of got thrown out and uh, people just started having sex for entertainment purposes. And this is a, 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 a kind of play on that. Uh, it's using irony and, and humor, uh, ridicule, if you will, to draw out the truth that people have relied on abortion uh, as a backup form of birth control. Now, because Roe v. Wade has been overturned and 15 states have outlawed abortion, it's now more difficult to get an abortion. Therefore, people who are generally you know, involved in promiscuous sex and fornication no longer can do it as easily because they don't have this backup plan. You understand? Now, one little caveat here, and that is that although 15 states have banned surgical abortion, abortion by and large is still legal all across America. And that is that if you want to have an abortion, you can find out where to have it, when to have it. For that matter, you can order it online. You can order the pills because the way the FDA has treated this and lifted all kinds of uh, requirements on the birth control or, or on the uh, the abortion pill. So although it has been curtailed and limited and restricted in a lot of these states, uh, for the most part, people can still have an abortion. They just drive to another state or they can order the abortion pill online. But I don't doubt that it's put a little bit of uh, uh, it's, it's made it a little more difficult to be able to have irresponsible sex. That's true. We also know that just in the state of Texas, since Roe v. Wade's been overturned, there's been 10,000 more births than uh, the previous year. So we know that more children are coming into to, to the world, which would make sense. And that's a good thing rather than them being murdered by abortion. We also know that more men are having vasectomies, <laughs> you know, and 
honestly, I'm okay with that, especially if they're pro-abortion men. You know, if they get their tubes tied or, I mean, women get their tubes tied or men get vasectomies and they don't have children, I guess that's better than having abortions, right? So I think the, the, the case that they're trying to make here at Live Action is a, is a fact, and that is that uh, people have relied on abortion to be able to have unrestricted sex, and we've separated procreation from marriage, from, the, from sexual intercourse. Uh, the question is raised, though, and, and should be raised, is satire appropriate when we're talking about serious issues like abortion? Uh, is it biblical? Is it it's something Christians should do? And I would say yes and maybe no. And that is, we got to be very careful. Uh, we, you know, mocking uh, a, a particular topic, like in this case, abortion itself, is probably all right, okay. Uh, but mocking people, that should be off limits. We don't make fun of people. That's just not what we do, right? We should, we're Christians. We treat people fairly. We want to treat them as our neighbors. We want to love them. But that's not to say that the Bible isn't full of uh, certain situations and stories where there was mocking going on. And my mind immediately goes to Elijah, who mocked the prophets of Baal. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 27, uh, it says that uh, Elijah was mocking the prophets saying, quote, cry, he was telling the, you know, the, the prophets to cry aloud uh, for their God. And they, he said either he, in other words, he was nowhere to be found, right? And juxtaposing the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to the, the prophets of Baal God, and knowing the prophets of Baal's God was fake, he was saying, well, where's your God? And he went on to say either he's musing or relieving himself, which I think is kind of funny, or on a journey or asleep, and he must be awakened. So Elijah mocked the prophets of Baal uh, to make his point that it wasn't a real God. They were calling on a fake God. And, uh, you know, the, the the real God was the God of Elijah. So there are cases in the Bible where mocking is used, irony is used, and even humor. I just think we need to be very careful in doing it. it should be limited. Uh, you know, we don't want to take it too far. It's a very serious topic, but there are ways to do it and do it effectively to draw out the point that we're trying to make. And I think live action does a pretty good job of that in this. And I think it's it's fairly clever. So you can pick that up by going to live actions, social media platforms. Now, I want to uh, respond to or react to a couple of pro boards on TikTok. Uh, this first one is about the vaccinations. Uh, so go ahead and take, uh, go ahead and play that clip. Are you vaccinated? No. No? And what do you say to people out there who are getting the vaccine? It's your body, you can do whatever you want to. Your I, body, your choice, right? Correct. So you're pro-life or pro-choice? I'm always pro-life. The vaccines are, are kind of like a pro-life thing. Well, I mean, you, I believe it's your body. If you want to tat it up, you go tat it up. If you want to pierce things, you pierce things. I don't do stuff like that because I don't do that. Right. But so, I mean, I don't so if somebody make, wants to do something with their body, that's their choice, right? Yeah, I mean. Okay, yeah, so pro-choice. <laughs> okay, well, pretty clever here, I would say. But first of all, let's make clear that the vaccines uh, were not pro-choice. In fact, the government was forcing people 
to have this uh, injection put into their bodies without their will. So we can be pro-choice for a lot of things. And we should be pro-choice in that we should be able to say we don't want a particular medicine put into our bodies without our uh, without our, you know, agreeing to it, without our permission. And that's why pro-life people were saying the government's forcing me to have this injection into my body. Now, he's saying that the, the you know, the, that the vaccines were pro-life in that they were saving lives. Well, we know that's not the truth now. We know that people were dying from the vaccines. We also know that the vaccines didn't do a heck of a lot of good in actually keeping you from getting COVID. But the biggest thing is this. There's a difference between being pro-choice on a vaccine and being pro-choice on abortion. And the difference is what we call bodily autonomy. We believe we have bodily autonomy. That means we can do what we wish with our bodies as long as, and this is the caveat, as long as the use of our body, what we're doing with our body, will not harm another person or another body. If I take the vaccine, that doesn't harm anybody but myself. So I can be pro-choice on the vaccine. But if I'm pro-choice on abortion and I go ahead and have an abortion, that just that doesn't affect my body. That affects an entirely separate body that is the unborn. And it decapitates, disembowels, and de- uh, dismembers another person's body. Therefore, bodily autonomy ends when we harm someone else. All right. Next clip, uh, this is about the trigger laws. Uh, again, pro boards of TikTok. Start normalizing taking pregnancy tests every four weeks so that if you do get pregnant, you know as soon as possible and you have the most options available to you. All right, let's give it a couple minutes and I will be back with results. Here it is, a nice bright daylight, very negative. Especially if you are in a trigger law state, you have to be testing regularly now. It's not an option. Hey, I got a news flag. If you're living in a state where abortion is banned or severely restricted and you don't want to get pregnant, don't have sex. How hard is that? How hard is that? You know what? We're not barnyard animals that have to copulate with every single thing that's warm. You know, we can have limits. We are able to restrain ourselves rather than going through the testing every time you have sex to see if you're pregnant or not. How about just holding off? How about just keeping sex between a man and a woman in the covenant of marriage? Uh, you know, it's not that difficult, actually. I, I think people can actually do this. So, even you know, the, the idea that you might have be living in, a, a, in an abortion state where you can't have an abortion uh, may affect your sex life is a good thing. In my opinion. All right. Next uh, clip. This is about safe sex or so-called safe sex. Go ahead. You know, I was practicing safe sex. I was using protection and I was on birth control and shit happens. And I was two weeks pregnant when I got an abortion. And I remember rolling up to Planned Parenthood with picketers holding anti-abortion signs. And that alone was traumatic. But on top of it all, the whole process is traumatic. And the fact that now you're making it illegal for us women to make this decision about our own bodies is absolutely insanity. This is, you know, what world do we live in today? First of all, she says she was practicing safe sex. Well, it wasn't so safe, was it? <laughs> you know, 
Birth control fails, people. Uh, the only safe sex is no sex. Friends, I got news for you. Also, she says it was traumatic going to the abortion clinic because there were picketers out there. Well, I got news to you. It probably wasn't the picketers that made it traumatic for her. It was the abortion. She acts like it didn't affect her, but it l- clearly looks like it has. Uh, so listen, the best safe sex is no sex. And the best safe sex in the cup of marriage. All right, let's move on. Next clip. Go ahead. Again, pro aborts of TikTok. This one's about rape and how abortion should be uh, permitted or allowed in the case of rape. Go ahead. You know, in those cases, I feel like it, it's an automatic sentence to parenthood. We, we sentence her to motherhood because what are the odds of her making that trip? It's not likely. Well, these are these are tragic situations, of course, when you have underage, you have minors that are getting getting raped and getting pregnant. And of course, we have our our hearts go out to them. But the answer is not abortion. It's just not Uh, the best thing we can do is come around her in love, provide the support she needs. And either someone else parents that child or that child is given up for adoption, given over for adoption, place for adoption. So there is a, a a way out. It's not the easy way, which it seems like abortion might be the easy way. It's the harder way. And we're asking people to do hard things. Uh, when we say that we shouldn't be able to have abortions, we know that's not necessarily the easy way, but it's the right way. And we can find a compassionate way forward uh, when we start passing these laws to protect the unborn. All right. Uh, This next clip, if I'm correct. Oh, this is about using a coat hanger. Uh, Again, pro boards of TikTok. Go ahead and play the clip. Says banning abortions doesn't stop them. And she's got a coat hanger in her hand. It only stops the safe ones. Well, a couple of things here. First of all, that coat hanger is doesn't look like that would be used to to kill a baby. Uh, it's not even a wire coat hanger. It's a wood one. Uh, second of all, women won't be using coat hangers for illegal abortions if abortion or when abortion is made illegal. They will likely jo- go ahead and have abortions in the back offices of licensed physicians or they will be prescribed the abortion pill. Uh, it's true that banning abortion doesn't end them, but we know when something's made illegal, many people reason to the conclusion that it's also immoral. And when they do that, they tend to not um, get involved in that type of behavior. So we know that the law is a teacher and it will teach some not to have an abortion. All right. This next clip is from Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who we all know is running for president for the Democrat. Uh, He's running for president as a Democrat. And he's talking about his position on abortion and bodily autonomy. Go ahead and play that clip. I I can argue there's nobody in this country who has worked harder for the rights of medical freedom and uh, personal bodily autonomy than me. And that applies to vaccines. It also applies to abortion. I don't think the government should be telling us what to do with our bodies and dictating that to Americans, what we can and cannot do. And I think in the first three months of 
pregnancy that you know it's a it's a woman's it's a woman's choice and it's solely up to the woman I, i'm not going to well i don't know if robert f kennedy junior is you know the most uh well known pro abortion advocate i know historically he's supported abortion unfortunately because i happen to like some of the positions of robert f kennedy honestly I like the idea that he's running against Joe Biden. But that set aside, he talks about bodily autonomy again. And he says that a woman should have a right to choose. And I would just say, choose what? Choose to abort your child. Choose to kill your child. We need to finish the sentence that uh, abortion is choosing to kill another human being. And bodily autonomy ends when we harm someone else. All right, so those are the uh, clips we have from uh, from TikTok, pro boards of TikTok this time around. And uh, stay tuned over the next several weeks. We commonly do these types of reaction videos, and I hope they're helpful in you in developing uh, arguments to defend life. Well, friends, as I said, it's game on in Ohio. I talked about that at the onset, onset of the uh, program what I mean by that is that uh, pro-abortion advocates have, have gotten 700,000 signatures to get this on the ballot in November. They need 418,000. So the county begins and we'll see in a couple of weeks whether it gets on the ballot in November. And whether you live in Ohio or whether you don't, uh, Ohio is for all the marbles. If this thing gets on the ballot in November, uh, it's for all the marbles because what happens in Ohio often is taken across the country. And if Ohio goes, so goes the nation. So we need to defeat this thing here in Ohio. And whether you're in Ohio or not, you can donate to Created Equal. You can support the other uh, organizations that are fighting this thing here in the state of Ohio. You can come to Ohio and do uh, door-to-door canvassing, things like that. We'll put you to work, friends. But what's, uh, what, what just happened last week, which is also important, is that... Uh, we uh, the, 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 red, the deadline to register to vote here in Ohio has now passed. And if you live in Ohio, uh, you need to vote, uh, vote yes on August 8th to protect Ohio's Constitution. And what I mean by that is currently you can amend the state constitution of Ohio with a 50 percent plus one vote. 50 percent plus one it doesn't take much to get that done. In fact, We've seen it done here in the state of Ohio 160, uh, 176 times the Ohio Constitution has been amended. It's been attempted over 300 times. Something wrong with that. It should be a hard to amend a state constitution, just like it's hard to amend the U.S. Constitution, which has only been amended 27 times. And there's a reason for that, because the threshold is high. And so on August 8th in Ohio, there will be a vote. That will, uh, if passed, will raise the threshold to 60 percent. And if that happens, we feel pretty good about our odds of defeating this measure if it goes on the ballot in November. So if you're in Ohio, vote yes on August 8th uh, and tell everybody you know to vote yes on August 8th as well. And if you're able to come to Ohio and help out, you can go to createdequal.org. Slash Ohio. That's createdequal.org slash Ohio to find out more about the campaign to raise the threshold to 60% to amend the Ohio Constitution. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. 
and we remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.